You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hello, coaches. Today, I'm going to delve into how to craft your compelling benefit statement for your coaching business. This is the fifth episode of the series, Client Winning Coaching Websites. So your core message, or you may call it a benefit statement, or you may call it a hub statement, they all mean the same thing. For the sake of this episode, I'm just going to go ahead and call it a benefit statement because I think that's the most common phrase for it. It is the second thing your web visitors should see on your website in order to help them feel at home on your website, and totally interested in what else you have to say there. A couple of episodes ago, I talked about all the things that you need to do on your website in order for it to be client winning for you. And one of the major parts was to have a header that is on every main page of your website. And that header includes your brand name, which I talked about in the last episode, prosperouscoach.com slash 43. And it should have your benefit statement in it. The benefit statement is a single, well-crafted sentence that describes specifically how people in your target audience will benefit from working with you. It basically describes your niche, but it's in client-centric terms. The reason I like to call it a core message is because it identifies your niche and all of the other messaging and offers that you create for your business will stem from your benefit statement. If you've ever done any live networking, you've probably experienced that dreaded moment when it comes around the table to you and you're supposed to say what you do. And it never feels great (laughs) unless you have taken the time to create a really excellent benefit statement. I remember times like that when I literally snapped to attention when I heard someone introduce themselves with complete style. And that's the power of a well-crafted benefit statement. But I've also heard and read a lot of statements that totally lack inspiration and won't help any coach attract clients. Obviously, you want yours to be highly relevant and compelling to your target audience. So in today's episode, I'm going to go into a lot of detail here. I'm going to explain four main things. One is What makes a benefit statement compelling, as well as how to avoid the meh response? And what a well-crafted benefit statement will do for you and your target audience, plus why it will help you get engagement and enrollment from clients on your website. Also, I'm going to talk about a bunch of benefit statements that are beautifully wordsmithed. I'm going to share them with you, as well as some that are duds so you can see the difference. And I'll also talk about the pre-work you need to do before you craft your own benefit statement and the basic formula for doing it. So first, let's just talk about what a benefit statement actually does for you and for the people you want to attract. So your benefit statement is primarily an intention getter. It is the centerpiece of your marketing. It is not meant to cover all the bases of all the possible things in the world that you could possibly do with your clients. It's really about grabbing attention. So when you share an effective benefit statement, 
people will understand exactly who you serve and why they would want to hire you. You want your colleagues and friends, when they hear it, to say, oh, I know somebody who could really use your help. The more broad or vague your core message or benefit statement is, the less likely that's going to happen. You will use your benefit statement a lot over the course of your business, including not only as the first marketing message in the header of your website, as I, as I mentioned, but also the first sentence that you say to introduce yourself to prospects. It's the beginning of your elevator speech if you are out at a live networking meeting. It's also one of the first sentences you'll say in your bio for a presentation or your byline in any kind of guest article or promotional material. It's also what you'd say if someone asks you at a party what you do for a living. So it solves lots of problems for you. It makes it easy for you to articulate how you benefit your target audience. It helps you weed out non-ideal clients. It helps you spark interest with ideal prospects in seconds. It helps you evoke the response, that's me, or I want help with that. It helps you to invite your prospect to take a next step with you, and it opens potential for an enrolling conversation. So it does a lot for you. What does it do for your coaching audience, though? Well, they feel heard and understood by you. They get that you get them. They recognize you as a potential go-to resource for them. And even if they don't enroll right away, they may later on. And they begin to know, like, and trust you. Or they move on because they're a non-ideal prospect. And those are all good things that you want to have happen. So wouldn't it be grand? Really, think about it. If you could stop having those awkward moments of trying to explain feebly what coaching is and why someone wants it. I literally remember the day that I finally came up with a core message, a benefit statement that really rocked and really turned people's heads. And it was such a relief. It was just so great not to keep having to bungle it. There is an important thing I really want you to take away, which is that the word coaching does not show up at all in a powerful benefit statement. Before I go further, let me share some actual benefit statements used by successful coaches. And as you listen to these, I want you to notice how each one of them begins by specifically naming a target audience, the audience this coach works with, and then artfully goes on to name a specific challenge that target audience has and implies also an outcome that target audience really wants. So here's the first one. I help mompreneurs make more money doing what they love while taking care of priority number one, family. Here's another one. I help parents empower their teenage daughters to build confidence, integrity, and resilience for all of life's adventures. Here's another one. I help authors get their books out of their head and into the bookstores. I help divorced women move forward with vitality and a positive sense of self. And one last one for you. 
I help financial planners confidently build a lifetime of value with multi-generational clients. So are you starting to see why those would snap the specific audiences mentioned in them to attention and pique their interest in hearing more? So let's dissect this a little bit. What makes a top-notch benefit statement? Well, it's one single sentence streamlined to 10 to 25 words max. It needs to be short or it starts to ramble too much. Two, it has the fewest possible prepositional phrases that you can get away with and still share your meaning. Prepositional phrases complicate things, so it's best to trim that down in all writing. Three, the target audience is defined in the first phrase, so they all start with either helping blank or I help blank. Number four, the rest of the sentence names one to two specific challenges and or desired outcomes for the target audience. And number five, the statement flows mellifluously off the tongue. In other words, it's easy to say and read. And number six, and this is something that gets left behind sometimes, is that the statement is emotionally evocative. So we don't want it to be all nuts and boltsy. We also don't want it to be only emotional. We want a combination of tangible and emotional benefits in the statement. So that last one there is critical if you want your statement to inspire action because we are emotional beings, even the most pragmatic among us. Remember that the words and concepts need to be highly relevant to your target audience. And also the syntax of the sentence needs to be crafted mindfully. I'm an English major. Oh, how boring, really. But I had a lot of trouble with syntax until I'd written for a long time. Again, all of these things that I've just named, you know, how you sort of dissect a benefit statement and why it's important to have these components, highlight while it's really helpful to do market research in the form of informational interviews with your target audience to hear specifically what they say, how they're going to language their pain points and desired outcomes, because what we pull out of our own heads will not necessarily speak to our target audiences. And if you take nothing else away from today, I want you to hear this. Specificity grabs attention. This applies to all messaging, whether you are creating a benefit statement, whether you are writing web copy, blogs, social posts, you name it. See, it's so tempting to go with bland, broad, vague, and abstract words, but those do not grab attention or inspire action. I think what happens for a lot of coaches is they want to leave that door open. They don't want to nail down their target audience. They don't want to nail down their niche. Or they want to nail that down, but they want to cover everything in their core message or in their benefit statement. But that's really a misstep. Let's look at some of the benefit statements that I read before, one at a time. And what I'm going to do is the first statement I read is going to dumb it down by replacing specific words with more broad, 
vague or abstract words. And then I'm going to read it again in the way that it's well-crafted and wordsmithed. I help women get through divorce and thrive in their new life and relationships. It's not bad. It just isn't attention-getting. Now, here is the same basic idea, the same target audience, with more specificity in the words. I help divorced women move forward with vitality and a positive sense of self. First of all, it's not just I help women get through divorce, it's I help divorced women. And they're not just going to thrive, which is an abstract word. They're going to move forward. That really has direction, right? And they're going to do that with vitality, which speaks to energy and dynamism and all sorts of things. You know, if you feel vital, you feel alive, you feel good, you feel great in your skin, you feel confident. There's so much in that word. So here's another benefit statement that's been dumped down with abstraction and vagaries. I help moms find fulfillment and joy in their businesses and family. Okay, starting with the audience as moms is really too broad. The words fulfillment and joy are too abstract, especially when used in a sentence that doesn't get to a tangible benefit. Tangible benefits get more attention than emotional ones do. That doesn't mean that emotional ones aren't important. It's just a both and. See what I mean with this emotionally evocative benefit statement for the same target audience. I help mompreneurs make more money doing work they love while taking care of priority number one, family. Do you see how much more powerful that statement is because of the specifics? And because it's not trying to cover all the bases. Okay, listen to one more set of benefit statements that goes from so-so to fantastic. I help authors write with ease and grace so they can publish their books. Okay, it's not horrible. It names the target audience and something they want. But there's something about the way it's packaged that just doesn't feel dynamic. Listen to this one instead. I help authors get their books out of their head and into the bookstores. But you can see that it's just more dynamic. It's punchy. When you write your benefit statement, you're going to begin with I help or helping. I think when it's on a website, it's helpful when it's helping <laughs> instead of I help. Then describe your target audience in the fewest possible words. And then lastly, the rest of the statement is the evocative language to describe a specific tangible outcome they know they want that also implies a related challenge they'll move beyond. Or vice versa. It can be flipped around. It can be about a related challenge they have and imply a specific tangible outcome they know they want. Now here's a caution. Think twice before you test your benefit statement on people who are not in your target audience or who are not experts in marketing language. The reason is, is you'll get feedback, but it won't necessarily be valuable feedback. Well-meaning people who don't understand what you're doing may try to dissuade you from targeting a specific audience or from using specific language because they'll think, oh, no, you want to be broad, but you don't. Okay, so I hope you go forth and wordsmith a really compelling benefit statement 
In the next episode, I'll be interviewing Nicole Betterly of EmpoweredSites.com. She is an ace web designer and the best I've ever found for coaches. And we're going to talk about the real challenges and differences between DIY websites, which a lot of people are doing these days, and custom professionally designed sites. I also forgot to mention earlier that the show notes for this episode might be particularly helpful to you. You can get them at prosperouscoach.com slash 44. I'm up to 44 episodes, dudes. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.